Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, have you heard? Podcast One has a whole bunch of awesome new shows filled with big names that are waiting for you on our brand new amazing app. This one's a game changer. There's Norman Lear talking to Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Charles Barkley. Geffen Playhouse Unscripted with Brian Cranston, Josh Gad, and soon Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. OC Real Housewife, Heather Dubrow's World. Lady Gang's Three Mimosa Podcast with Leah Michelle, Nelly Furtado, L. King, and more. Plus every episode of The Adam Carolla Show, Dan Patrick, and Rich Eisen. And if you like what happens in the ring, we've got Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Chael Sonnen, and a whole bunch more. So download our one of a kind new app and see for yourself. Go to the App Store, Google Play, or download it now at podcast1.com. And by the way, um, Adam Adam Carolla is is a major entertainment personality. Does stand up in, in you're in Vegas as well, right? Oh, I was I was in Washington D.C. this morning talking to Congress. I swear I was. I know it sounds insane. Well, it is insane. And he's also a, not about cars. Sadly, about uh, free speech, but all I could think is I want to get in front of some car guys. Well, you got it tonight for sure. So if, I think we'll, we'll have you to take a chair there. Sure, you. yeah. Good. And um, uh, so as I say, Adam's on the radio regularly out here and, and uh, very politically active and uh, <laughs> great, great entertainer. I'm not going to talk about that too much tonight. Like, not at all. But uh, <laughs> politically active. <laughs> But um, the, the father of, of the GT, the, the, the current GT, is Raj Nair right here. Stand up, Raj, and come join us. So, you know, Raj is, is really a race car savant. Um, if you've enjoyed the Mustang, if you, if you enjoyed any of the high-performance cars from, from Ford Motor Company, Raj has, has his fingerprints all over everything. And we were talking early, what started as an idea to bring Mustangs to to uh, Lamont came turned into this underground project for the new Ford GT, and and it was built literally in a basement. Several of us have been in the in the in the kind of the underground portions, and I'm I watched the film with Craig Metros up above, who's one of the designers, and so you pulled off just a miracle underground and put together an amazing car, and I just want to say thanks so much. And Raj is president of uh, Ford Motor Company North America. So thank you so much for joining us. You didn't have to go very far. <laughs> no, it was good to get a beer. Thanks for having me. Sure. Good to see you again, Raj. So um, when, when this came to mind, the first person I really thought of was a really close friend of mine, Chip Ganassi. And Chip is a guy that has really defines motorsport enthusiast as a successful race car driver, Indianapolis driver, um, he has he has a racing team, Chip Ganassi Racing, and I've got the list here. But he he his teams have won Le Mans, the Brick, you know, Indy multiple times, the uh, um, Brickyard Five Hundred, Daytona Twenty Four Hour. I mean, it goes on. There, I I can't think of a race that you have not won, and and for a guy that's as 
jovial and fun. You, you must have a game face that gets the job done because he's always smiling and he's always there and he absolutely can't say no and he's just one of the most beloved guys in motorsports. So, so when I, I, I texted uh, Chip, it must be, oh, probably a month or two or three ago and said, we're, we're doing this screening. Can you come out and join us? He says, I'll be there. Well, he thought it was in L.A., so <laughs> as we got closer, we kind of checked in and figured out it was here. But anyways, I just want to say thanks so much again. Another, another great friend that flew in just to be here with us tonight and a legend and a great friend, Chip Canassi, please join us. And, and uh, we all know many of the drivers that race for Chip. Uh, Dario Franchitti, we're doing an event with Dario, another great personality in a winner. But tonight we have Ryan Briscoe. And Ryan, Australian, started out in carts and continued to uh, drive successfully and also drives the Ford GTs. And we're just so happy to have you here tonight, Ryan. Thanks so much. And, and next... And the last one up is, is a film. I'm trying to get the adoption papers done because I want this guy to be my son. Henry Ford came out, and he did some interning out in Los Angeles, and he has got the most wonderful smile and warmth. And if there was ever somebody that carry on the Ford, the family tradition of excellence, performance, and the future of Ford, it's, it's, it's Henry Ford and uh, – it's like such a great name, Henry Ford. It's got such a good, it's got such a good ring to it. But um, so he didn't have to go very far. But I just want to say thanks for being in the film, and thanks for being a special part of our museum group, and another guy that just can't say no. And thanks so very much. Please join us. And by the way, sitting in the sitting in the far front row is royalty. I just want you to know that is Keith Crane. Wave, Keith. This guy, I mean, I'm sure everybody here knows Auto Week, Crane Communications, um, Automotive News. Um, I call him the, the, you know, the, the king of Detroit and the king of the automotive industry. But there's, there's, he's a major, major enthusiast, and I'm just so happy to see her tonight. Thanks so much, Keith. At any rate, I, I oh, sure, please come on through. So, Adam. I'm going to let you kind of carry this, but I just want to say thanks again, and thanks to everybody, and, and our group knows what we're doing. We've got three days of fun just packed in ahead. So, again, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And Patricia, are you still here? Thank you so much. And Spence and Christian. The, this museum, by the way, I hope you've had a chance to walk through it a bit. I'm, to my way of thinking, it's perhaps the finest museum in the world. And, and it's, it, it, the great part about it is that Henry Ford had the foresight back when a lot of this equipment was new to collect this innovation. So it's the Henry Ford Museum of American Innovation. And I think what a perfect title. And, and Patricia guides us through. She's our executive director and great fun. So I just want to say thanks for having us by here. And, and again, thanks, everybody, for being here. And Nate, come on up. Oh, Nate. Oh, yeah, Nate. Oh, yeah, uh, Bruce Meyer, everybody. Just uh, he's uh, he's a, a very passionate pain in the ass who would not rest until we all showed up with our film uh, today. <laughs> uh, is uh, most Nolan uh, Nolan out here? Is he? It's most Nolan. 
most you'll uh, recognize from the uh, documentary as well. Uh, so what we're, uh, first off, uh, if you guys like um, motoring documentaries, uh, Nate Adams and I, who, who made this film and made the uh, Paul Newman film as well, are just finishing up the uh, Willie T. Ribs documentary. I see a lot of colored faces out there tonight, so I, oh no, wait a minute, nobody. Uh, but uh, the uh, first African American man to, uh, well, you guys know Willie T. Ribs, right? Yeah, all right. Well, I don't have to tell you about Willie T, but uh, that'll be our third racing doc. So uh, something for the gearheads, something uh, for uh, us to watch uh, on occasion as well. So that should be done when, Nate? End of the year. End of the year. All right. Well, we'll, just we'll have a cut for Sundance in September, but yeah, I watched a four-hour version of it the other week. So we'll probably trim it down just, just a little bit from uh, four hours. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what we're going to do is uh, I do a podcast called uh, CarCast, and uh, my partner over here is uh, Matt D'Andrea, so Matt should probably come up and we'll do a little a little roundtable and we'll make it into a uh, podcast, and I think you guys can uh, ask questions and we can kind of take it that way, right? Want to do it that way? Sure. All right, so uh, I don't know. Do we have a microphone for... No, we're out of mic. Right of mics. And Nate, when they ask questions, they don't have mics. All right, but we'll we'll repeat we'll repeat them. Nate, uh, lend lend uh, Matt your your uh, microphone. I found one right here. Oh, okay, well, that's perfect. All right, so we're we're uh, we're rolling on this, and we just thought it'd be fun as long as we had all these uh, luminaries in uh, one spot that we could uh, do a little uh, Ford centric, GT centric uh, car cast, and uh, I guess we'll get started. So. Uh, Matt, I'm going to put the pressure on you because I'm insanely sleep-deprived. Okay. My, I was literally flew into uh, D.C. last night and then woke up at 6 in the morning and testified in front of Congress about, I still don't know what we we're talking about. It had something to do with free speech. I faked my way through it. It was about four hours long. We went out to lunch, and then I hustled over here, collapsed in my room for about 45 minutes, and put the same suit I was wearing in front of Congress back on and showed up here. So uh, I'm a little disoriented. But why don't we uh, – well, Matt – for, form a thought. <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, thank you all for coming down here and doing this with us. This has been great. The movie is fantastic. Thank you all uh, for uh, for coming out here to see it. And uh, I guess we could start off with with some questions from you guys, right? Do you want to start with some crowd questions? Well, I, I uh, Nate whispered in my ear and thought it'd be a good idea to go through the panel and ask everyone what their impressions were of, of the film, and then we'll <laughs> we'll get to the audience questions. So we'll start with Raj. Raj. Oh, I, I thought it was great. It was, it was, it was fantastic to, to watch and uh, to relive that. And um, it's such a proud moment for Ford, right? It's, it's such a big part of our history. So to watch it and think about that was the entire reason why we did the new GT. I mean, that, that, that win in 66 and the history of the GT40 uh, was why we came back in, in 2016 to try to celebrate the 50th anniversary the right way. And, and hopefully everybody gets a feeling now of, of why um, that win was so important for us as a company. Chip, thoughts? Thanks, Adam. Good evening, everyone. Uh, you know, for me, in 1966, I was uh, I was all of eight years old, and I think uh, so. But I, I was my 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 first knowledge of the of the GT really was a 
I think an HO car that I was racing my little slot car around. And uh, so, but obviously being a fan of, of an early fan of, I was, I was go-karting and involved in motorsports at an early age. And, and so all these, uh, well, I thought what was great about the film for me was it just connected a lot of dots, you know, connected a lot of sort of knowledge that I had that really I didn't, didn't really connect it all together. And so uh, certainly the film did that. Uh, I thought what I thought you know what what I don't know that it fell upon uh, deaf ears or eyes eyeballs tonight, but you know there were a lot of drivers in that film. I'm, I'm, I like to have my hands on things, and there were a lot of drivers in that film in those days that were you know apparently some of those guys were switching back and forth you know between Ferrari and Ford, which I thought was interesting. That I sort of you know I sort of knew in the back of my mind, but really didn't you know really didn't piece that all together. So for me, um, for me it connected a lot of dots. And I thought it was a great film. Thank you very much for what you do for the sport. Yeah, it's uh, thank you. It's it's our pleasure. We just come up with stories. We're enthusiasts, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sort of proud to say that uh, there are a lot of guys that are filmmakers who aren't interested in cars, and then there's a lot of guys who are interested in cars, but they're not filmmakers. And uh, we're lucky enough to find Nate and. Uh, put him together with me and now we have the guy who's interested in the cars and the guy who knows how to make films and now we can make a good car film so uh hopefully we'll continue that and nate's even learning about cars what do you know yeah. unfortunate <laughs> slowly slowly but surely <laughs> ryan uh your impressions yeah thanks um man i thought it was amazing um just uh all the footage that you have the interviews with the drivers the the footage of the cars racing back then um, it was just beautifully done. Uh, the story is incredible. Um, the rain in Sebring in 67, I mean, that was just unbelievable. We wouldn't dream of driving our cars in that sort of weather these days. So um, it was just really cool to see, you know, what the drivers went through back then. It was a different approach. Uh, only two drivers in a race for 24 hours. We do it with three. But uh, a lot of what they did then as well was looking after the equipment, which we have to do but we do it running flat out so it's a little bit different i heard chip chuckle at one point of the uh museum of horrors that enzo used to have i could see that being uh set up at our race shop sometime soon we <laughs> but, have it uh, at ford still <laughs> oh you, yeah, you, you do those. Yeah. <laughs> nobody so, uh, ever talks about the square footage of those museums because oh, right. you never really know <laughs> but uh no great job by everyone and uh, I, was, I was really impressed henry um, well, I have to say that I, I, I did not really enjoy seeing my face on this giant screen. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was an amazing film. And uh, congratulations to, to Adam, you and Nate. I know how hard you guys worked on this project. And uh, I think it really came out well. And I think you guys did an exceptional job of capturing um, the, uh, the gravity of, of, of racing uh, back in the 60s and 50s. And the... Um, obviously, the 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 consequences and the struggles and the just the the emotion behind uh, what all of those folks went through, and and obviously some of it's still present in in today's motorsports, which what which which is what makes motorsports I think so interesting. Um, obviously, we have much better safety precautions now than than they used to, but um, you know, racing is racing is exciting. It's it's um, and it's terrifying all at once, and it's um, it's just uh, and and for me, obviously, it's about family. I mean, being at Le Mans this year with my dad, uh, fifty years later or fifty one years later, and we were back there last year, fifty years later. Um, 
it's just it's it's really fun and it's an honor to be a part of uh, that story and and that history and and that legacy. And so I I am just really proud to um, be a part of this great team at Ford and and Chip Ganassi Racing and and uh, just a, a remarkable film. So congratulations and thank you. Thank you. Uh, does Mose have a microphone? Yes. Oh, there he is. Um, here we are. Uh, this is my fourth viewing, and I have to say, it is still, in all of the books that I've read and all of the racing movies that I've seen, is over the top. That Nate and Adam has done a terrific job. And I think what's so special about this particular doc, I don't know how these fellows broke into the compound, the Ferrari compound, to get the interviews, <laughs> but it's a first time visually, audio, that we've seen so much of the Ferrari people. And that was very interesting. And they were very humble, I thought. And uh, they certainly contributed their part to the sport. Yeah, I think Nate told them that Ford wasn't going to be in the film initially. And then they did it. And then he went back and did the second half. I told them this was just going to be a a Ferrari film. (laughs) This is about your dominance over Uh, Lancia. Yeah. Uh, Before we start with uh, some of the Well, wait, I want to ask, because really, uh, all all hail Nate Adams for that, because... uh, It took about a year, right? It took me more than a year to get that interview with Piero. Well, it was was a challenge. I mean, initially... Initially, which is we're going to make this documentary about you being dominated at Le Mans. <laughs> and you don't do interviews when you dominate. Yeah. What about interviews when you're dominated? And how did you set that up? I just kept telling them that they did not want their story not to be told that it was important for the world to know because they really were the most dominant racing team up until then. They they crushed for a decade. And they other than when Carroll Shelby won, they had won every single year. Didn't your wife know somebody who spoke Italian? Yeah, and the only way I got Moro Fiorgari, who was the engine builder, because he told me he didn't speak English and that he wasn't going to do the interview. And my wife's uh, best friend is a clothing designer in Italy, and she called him, and I think she flirted with him. And then he said he would do it if she came to the interview, and I walked in there, and the guy (laughs) spoke perfect English. And I was like, great, we're going to do this interview in English. And he goes, no, we're not. (laughs) And so he did it all (laughs) in Italian. You know, it's it's funny. He's dating the the designer now. He's dating (laughs) your wife's friend. (laughs) After after Nate told me the guy spoke perfect English, but but chose to do it in Italian. I sort of liked the flavor of it and the subtitles, yeah. and I, I thought it I thought it added some authenticity to it. Since you guys are all car guys, there's still one. When I saw the the he, they called the valve, I think it's a valve, but they called it a trumpet when they did the when they did the translation, and it still says trumpet. Oh, oh, <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot to change that. No, I think that's right. I think it's the trumpet intakes, right? That's the intake. Yeah, yeah. Right. I totally didn't know anything about cars, <laughs> <laughs> or in English or Italian, right? Apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce Meyer has a question. Well, it's, it's a comment after watching that film and and realizing that the magnitude of that fifty-year anniversary win last year uh, in in in. Uh, not this current year, but the year before, I can't imagine the pressure that must have been on Raj and Chip to, to win it. I mean, Ford went to every means possible to give you every tool imaginable to come back 50 years later and win Le Mans. 
I'd be interested in hearing kind of what you went through and the pressure you went through in picking the drivers and so forth. Let me just uh, say that into the uh, microphone. So uh, Chip and Raj, the pressure of coming back after 50 years, uh, after a 50-year layoff to uh, run the GT once more and the pressure that uh, and, and all the decision-making about uh, what drivers you pick and, and so on and so forth, what was that pressure like? Yeah, second is not an option. Uh, yeah, it was it was intense. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, the originally, um, you know, to do a race program, you really need to be thinking ahead. So, you know, whatever it was three years before, we were there. Were a few of us that were, you know, really into to, to motorsports and, and Ford were thinking about the 50th anniversary, and, and we're thinking we have to do something and and sometimes we do you know anniversary editions and and you know sticker jobs and, <laughs> and we thought no we need to do something real and and so going back and racing was at Le Mans again was our thought um overall win and what's going on in the prototype category and, and if you if you're familiar with what's going on it's a little bit out of control in the prototype category right now it's not really relevant to what we do in the showroom and and, and you know, the rumor is, you know, Porsche is going to drop out this year and you'll be left with one manufacturer and overall. So we just, it, it didn't carry. It was the 50th anniversary of the Mustang coming up. We were actually working on the 50th anniversary, the, the, the 2015 Mustang, uh, and um, about to launch that. And we thought, well, maybe we should take the Mustang. It was going to be global for the first time, the, the new Mustang, and, and taking it global, maybe we should go race it at Le Mans. Um, and so we started some work on that, and uh, the Mustang is a great car, but it's a big car, and so aerodynamically, it would have had a really tough time against the competition, and we could have done a lot of waivers and stuff, so we started working on that car and basically came up with a homologation special Mustang. Um, we would have only built, we needed to build 300 of them, so we would have built 300, and the key thing is we would have gone in 2015, and so we would have had a year under our belt and then come to 2016 because no one wins their first year at Le Mans. It just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it's, it's such a hard race. Um, for good or for bad, um, probably actually for good, um, the company, we took it forward and at, um, you know, basically at the CEO chairman level, um, we were told that you know, we didn't want to do that. It, it, wasn't, it didn't really look that much like a Mustang anymore. Uh, a carbon golf carbon fiber mustang um and and most of all mustang didn't need it mustang didn't need a win at lamar to to carry any panache i mean mustang has its own name and its own history and its own heritage and um and it stands for something that has obviously been very successful globally so we went back and sulked for a little while <laughs> and then we got mad and um and then we kicked off the basement project um and I don't, I don't want to, you know, make it sound like it was illegal or anything because I was I was heading product development at the time, so everybody working on it, you know, worked for me. So they were doing what I told them to do. But at the same time, we had been told by World Headquarters that we were not going back to Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things we learned during the Mustang program was what we could actually do a a if we kept it low volume, we could do a production program for really efficient investment. The the tooling now is really really good if you're going to hold the building 200, 250 vehicles a year. And then we thought, well, for that, we could actually do another GT. And, and that's how it started. And um, 
but it was a crash program. We had lost a lot of time. Um, we wanted to make sure we, we progressed it enough that we knew we would both have a great car and a great race car and then take it as a really you know, complete package back up. And, and particularly when they looked at the car, we wanted them to fall in love with it and we wanted them to want one. <laughs> and so they would uh, give us permission to go back and race. And, and that's what we did. We uh, showed it to Alan Mullally and, and showed it to Bill Ford and they did fall in love with it and, and told us to go race it. And we showed it um, 2015 January at Detroit and it was a surprise because we had kept it such a secret. I remember we, we took Chip down there to... We didn't really tell him what was going on. We just took him down in the basement and said we're thinking about something and, and literally opened the door and then he walked by and he saw the clay and said, and I'm in. Normally when they take you to the basement and they don't tell you what's going on, <laughs> it, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. But in this particular case, yeah. it's a good thing, right, Yeah, Chip? you take an Italian guy down the basement, he gets worried. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious though, Chip, how much time did you have before they said the end goal is Lamar? You have what a year, year and a half to to build, turn it into a race car, test it, prove it, and by the way, not embarrass us in the process. Make it look awesome, make it fast, and then go to Lamar and and you better win. Right. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, no, I mean we 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 got together with Ford in 2014, and where we're doing the the DP program. So and we knew we we knew we had this EcoBoost engine that we were that we that was new at the time EcoBoost for Ford, and uh, and we knew this engine had a had a future life in quote unquote sports cars. They said, hey, you know, get involved. Let's do this DP thing. We don't know how much we want to put in the DP, but we you know we know we want to go sports car racing. And again, I was like Raj said, we were thinking about Mustang at that time. And uh, one day, Edsel invited me up and. Uh, we went, like we said, down into the basement of uh, of a building. I don't know where the product development building. You know, and you go down a hall and sort of lights Across are going. The street, right over lights here. are going on in front of you, and they're going off behind you automatically. You know, and you go down another <laughs> set of steps and down another hall, and the lights go off again behind you, and they go on again in front of you, and you, you know, and, uh, it's just like in the movies. You know, you sort of you're down in the basement, and you're in a dark, sort of nondescript room, and they the curtain, and you know, you pull back the curtain. And, and uh, I just remember my first, my first vision of that car. It looked to me like, like someone. It, it was it was the obvious grandson of the GT40, and it was. But it was a, it was a 2000. It was a current day version. I mean, like someone stuck a straw in it and just, you know, sucked the air out of it and just sucked the body down on onto the chassis a little bit more. And uh, I was just speechless. And uh, after that, uh, Edsel took us up to the 13th floor there at, uh, in, the, in the, what do you call the glass? Glass house. Glass, yeah, world headquarters. And uh, <laughs> went up to the 13th floor or whatever, or 12th floor or something, in the dining room, and we talked about it all afternoon. And I was just, I was just excited. But, but, you know, when you talk about the pressure, it, it, we couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> so, not only did we have this pressure on us, but we, you know, we we couldn't tell. I couldn't say anything about it, and this was maybe, you know, I don't know what was that June or something. May, yeah, or June, June, July, June, um, July of fifteen. I said, "Well, when are we going to see a car?" And they said, "Well, <laughs> well, we're not ready yet. <laughs> we don't know yet." And I said, "Well, what race are you talking about?" They said, 16. I said, "Well, that's a year from now." <laughs> and they said, "Yes." And they said, "Well, we'll have a car for you by September." 
which I didn't realize in Detroit, September means October. (laughs) 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 So, right. I I didn't have time to have any pressure on us. I mean, we were just working. We literally had people in our race shop working on Christmas Day. Yeah. And... uh, you know, uh, it was a, it was a thrash, believe me. And uh, but I, I knew, I knew if, if 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 the car would hold together, I I knew we I knew we were there. You know, I mean, if we we just had a car that would stay in one piece. We were going to be fine. And I was, uh, I kept telling Raj that at Le Mans there in two sixteen. I kept looking at him saying, "Hey, Raj, take it easy. We're gonna we'll be okay. Don't worry, <laughs> right?" He did it just like that. He didn't know my elbow was broken at the right. time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do we uh, uh, yeah. do we have another question from the uh, aside audience? from uh, where is this secret Lamar Mustang we all want to see now? Because yeah, I mean it only made it to the the drawing phase, uh, and so um, yeah, I mean it was it was uh, it was a cool cool project, but I'm I'm actually glad it got killed because we wouldn't have the the GT without yeah. it, and um, I mean that the pre- the the pressure obviously was through the whole time frame, but. You know the actual race. Um, you know you're in the moment of the race, um, and so and I don't, you always feel pressure to race. But you're just you know in the moment of the race, and you know you're in front of the screens and figure out what's going on. I think the only time during the race is pressure is just because you look over and there's Bill Ford, and then you look over on the other side and there's Edsel Ford, and you're thinking. Shh. And I didn't worry too much about Henry, but um, but but Bill and. <laughs> Uh, wait, Bill wait. and Edsel on either side of you while you're trying to win a race is, is yeah. motivating. <laughs> we, have, we, have, um, uh, we have one straight ahead. Hey, uh, guys, awesome show. Uh, quick question. Can you give us a sense of what the, what the emotion was in that last hour? You're trailing the Ferrari in 2016. I'm watching it on YouTube, and I'm like, they're two minutes, three minutes behind. And then I got busy at the, at the Rodeo Drive Concord and found out that you guys won. I'm like, how did these guys win? And then, can you give us a sense of what happened afterwards with the rules and the, the Ferrari guys and what was going on there? The black flag, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, you wanna, we passed the so, Ferrari. Yeah, let me level. repeat that. Go ahead and repeat that. Oh, hey, John Hennessy. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the end of the race. Um, the Ferrari's ahead. Uh, there's not much time left. Yeah. Uh, what Take us through that. Well, we, we actually... Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of drama that happened in the middle of the night, and um, you know, one of the things that happened was um, we got called in to fix our number lights, which was really crazy because all the cars have transponders, and and um, the organizers know exactly where every car is and who's in every car, and et cetera. But we got called in to fix number lights that lost us on one car, um, and, but for our lead car, one of the issues we had was it was running good pace. We were in good shape. We knew we would be a little slower at night because. The car doesn't like cold tires, but when it warms up, the car comes in its own. The track comes us, and we were in fast. And so we weren't too worried about catching Ferrari from falling behind at night. But then we um, had an electronics problem on the car, and we didn't shut the car down during a pit stop, which is required. And so uh, we got a penalty, and that put us behind. Even then, the math, we knew the pace we could run, and we knew we'd get ahead. Um, so I, I think the... You know, the drama of, you know, particularly the return movie where, where it was drama. We were worried for a little bit, but doing the math, we, we should have caught him. I think we caught him at 11 a.m. After that, to be honest, I was worried because people were getting too happy. Um, <laughs> and, 
um, when the Toyota broke down, um, then it became just like dead silent in our garage, and that reinforced, hey, anything can happen. And so then it was um, just quiet and tense until the car passed the, the checkered flag. So, um, I don't know, that's the way I remember it. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what happened. I mean, I remember at, at 11 when we passed the Ferrari, I remember Joe, uh, Joe Hendricks was there and Bill, and they said, uh, Chip, they go, well, well, you know, they kind of pilfering me with questions all morning, and I'm sort of half asleep from being up all night, and I'm, I'm a little slap happy, and uh, they... They said, what happens between now and 3 o'clock? And I said, well, I said, a million things can happen between now and 3 o'clock. I said, only one of them's good. <laughs> and, and they went, oh. And they sort of got quiet again, and that shut them up for another hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me tell you about Car Shield. Driving seasons in full swing. Don't let your road trip be ruined by unexpected repairs. Get extended vehicle service protection from Car Shield. Do what I did. It's only smart. New water pumps over 500 bucks. Air conditioning can be up to 1500 bucks. A new engine, don't get me started. Five grand or over. Not just mechanical repairs, your car's computer, GPS, electronics too. Even a simple repair to a sensor can cost you over a grand. Let's be smart. Let's go with CarShield. Have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. CarShield gets them paid directly. Don't worry about being reimbursed. Sign up today and get the VIP treatment, 24-7 roadside assistant, and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Let's go. Car Shield. Let's go. Maxipata. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by Car Shield like we did before something goes wrong. Go to carshield.com slash carcast and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com slash carcast. Carshield.com slash carcast. A deductible may apply. All right, now back to the show. Uh, we have a question uh, over here to the to the right. Yeah, right in front. Just a retro question about the movie, and I think Henry and Mose will be able to answer it. After all of your obvious success in 66 and 67, why did the fact you decide to stand down and turn over to privateers after the 67 season? So why did Ford uh, get out after all the uh, consecutive wins? Well, there were uh, several reasons. Uh, there's a fellow by the name of Nader that got onto the automotive companies about improving uh, damageability and then the emissions and so on. And then there was a request from the feds to do less spending in Europe. So with this terrific chore that Mr. Ford had in front of him to start uh, building cars that were safe and didn't dirty the air, you know, he figures, okay, we're on top. Let's take the money and the manpower and go after and take care of these two very important worldwide concerns. So that's that's the way I saw. And yet the, the car left an image and a reputation to where privateers were had, uh, you know, a lot of confidence in it. So they picked it up and kept going. We, we ran... Uh, you know, uh, victories in 69 even afterwards so it was uh, the job that was done earlier in perfecting the cars especially after the 67 uh, version that uh, Carroll Shelby and his American all-American team put out uh, the privateer felt uh, confidence if they could afford to participate 
and that's how uh, the, the company stayed out of it, and the Ford Blue Over was still on the track. You you wouldn't have wanted to see the '70s version anyway, with the <laughs> fake wood grain paneling on the side and the scoops that didn't function in front of the rear brakes. There, it's just it wouldn't have been pretty. It wouldn't have been a good light. You see, you see pictures of yourself from the '70s. That's what it would have been. Huge afro, big collar. Thank goodness. All right, let's do uh, one straight ahead here. Uh, so part one, uh, the development of the GT40, and what did that do for Ford development, and then uh, driving the uh, NSX around town. Uh, well, I wasn't at Ford in 1966, uh, so I was two. Um, uh, so I, I imagine it was a, a similar influence um, that the current car and the current vehicle has been. Actually, the dyno that they showed... Um, is the same dyno that we that we ran the new GT engine on. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we still use that dyno, and it's still the race dyno. So um, not a lot of money spent updating that. So <laughs> just <laughs> Actually, quite a bit. It's the same room. There's probably nothing left that's the same. It's, it's one of the most uh, advanced dynos in the world, actually, which is, which is why we, we use it. And, and it's still when you... Um, in fact, I remember a night I was going home, and, and I could hear it, and I knew it was our engine. I called the guy and said, hey, are you, are you running the Le Mans cycle on our engine right now? And they said, yeah. Yeah, um, Nate, I don't want to say Nate doesn't know much about cars, but when we were doing the dock, he thought that was so we could get the car smogged. <laughs> <laughs> I had explained to him that uh, they don't run cats. They, run a, they don't run a cat system uh, yeah. at Le Mans. And then what's up with the NSX? Yeah, what's up with the yeah. NSX? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a nice car. Uh, I got a 350 I, dually, man. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, I mean, right. we're always benchmarking cars, so we're always, we're, we always want to know what everybody else is, is doing. And, and certainly for the GT program, you know, that vehicle uh, came out, and um, it was one of the benchmarks. I think it's, 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 a, it's a good car. I think there's some aspects, you know, to be honest, that it lacks um, what we would call emotional engagement. It doesn't engage the driver. You're... Um, you're driving on it. You're not driving with. Do you think it. the head of the NSX program is driving around in a Ford GT? I'm pretty sure he's not. If okay. he is, I'd well, want to know who we've gave answered, him one. We've uh, answered our question. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you. we we drove the McLarens. We drove the the Ferrari 458s. And in, on the other side, I think you know, for example, when we were benchmarking the car, the 458 Special was our benchmark. I think that's a fantastic car, much better than the base. The Special is is a very special car. Um, when the McLaren 650 we, we liked, but it wasn't the benchmark. When the 675 LT came out, we thought that was a very special car. So um, it's, it's... Are you we married? We actually do, do like you, our competitors. Do you get cars. to use this uh, strategy with your wife? No. I'm just <laughs> testing not. other women. I do not. Uh, <laughs> just so I can compare them I to you. I can barely get away if it's got a Ford Oval to buy it, much less uh, something else. If I, let me just add one thing, if I could, to that. Just a little quick NSX story. Some of you remember the... Uh, so when we... We introduced the GT at Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Remember, so that would have been Detroit 
to 2015, we introduced the GT and the NSX. At the Detroit Auto Show, show, yeah. At the Detroit Auto Show, on the same day, in the same hour that they announced the new NSX, Honda announced the new NSX, and it was just fabulous to be in Detroit and see the media. Sort of when they sort of, when they unveiled the GT, the, the media just sort of forgot about the NSX. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was just a. I, I think it was. There's a, there's a yeah. I mean, it was the same weekend, moment. and we did, I mean, we didn't plan it. We don't look at when anybody else is introducing. But there, it's an interesting story. There's a protocol at auto shows that when someone else is doing their show, you you turn down your music. You you don't you know you don't announce on top of them. So everybody has their specific time. That, that they'll do their vehicle introduction. So we did our, our GT introduction down in Joe Louis Arena, which is different from where the show's actually held. So we have to move our cars. Everybody else does it on their stand. We do it in the arena, and we have to move our cars. And so we, in, we did ours first and showed the GT, and it was, you know, it was a spectacular introduction, et cetera. Um, and then we had to get our car over to our stand, which was past the Honda stand. We, I, I swear to God we didn't plan this, but... <laughs> They're introducing the NSX, and behind them, the GT rolls by <laughs> to go over to our stand. And you, you can, if you watch the videos of the NSX introduction, you'll see the back of everyone's head. And then everybody turns around <laughs> to watch the GT and ignores the NSX for a while. So Honda was not real happy with us, but I, I swear it was an accident. Good news alone on history. Back for a fourth season with a crazy new twist. Rules have changed. Ten survivalists are still dropped into an unforgiving wilderness, but now it's five competing teams. Brothers, fathers, and sons. A married couple. It's a different kind of survival show. Besides their teammate, they're truly alone. No camera crews. They film themselves. No gimmicks. No forced challenges. Teams are split. Equipped with five items each to win, they must find each other and survive on North Vancouver Island the longest. And guess what? There's $500,000 at stake. So, let's review. Alone on History. Tune in for all new episodes. Thursday, 10 o'clock, 9 central. That's 10 o'clock, 9 central on History. Alone. Watch what happens. Hey, let's get back to the show. Do we have uh, one more question? Right in the middle here, please. Uh, to uh, Brian and to Chip, I mean, watching the footage of Bruce McLaren and Pedro Rodriguez, all those great drivers, and Carl Shelby and that, what does it feel to carry that legacy with the new GT and, you know, beyond? So, uh, Ryan and uh, Chip, what's it like to uh, be a custodian of the uh, legacy of the Ford GT? I think first of all, I think any any automotive enthusiast knows bits and pieces of that story. But I think how lucky we are to have that have the 1966 and the build up to 66 story told now. And and I mean, I, I think that's that's a story that needed to be told. And 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 uh, and and obviously that validates uh, you know somewhat what we did in 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 in. Uh, 16 but I, I i just you know it, i think while 16 was a huge uh you know the, the 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 first thing they say about the 16 win was it was 50 years to the day of 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 that so i think you know uh it's it's uh 
I can't explain what it means. I, I, I can only tell you that uh, I didn't realize the passion. Uh, my earlier story about meeting Edsel and talking about this program, I didn't realize the passion that that GT40 stirred among automobile racing motorsports enthusiasts. I didn't realize. I, mean, I guess I knew, but I never, I didn't realize it, to be quite honest. And there, I don't know that there is a car that, that commands the, you know, the 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 verver that 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 the, the GT and the history of the GT bring. So it's it's an honor. It's 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 to simply say it's an honor to to carry that legacy. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I just can't say how much of an honor it has been to be a part of this program, uh, to be a part of the the history. To drive this car, to be a part of the the Ford family in this program, it's just uh, it's incredible. Um, you know, Le Mans last year. I mean, everyone from Ford was there. You know, from you know the top, and they brought families and and uh, avid fans and and people that were there back in the sixties, and uh, we got to shake so many hands and and carry that banner, and it was just such an honor. The car is incredible to drive, and it sort of commands that authority. I mean, I've been driving it now for almost two years, but every time I drive it down pit lane, you just you see that you're turning heads. You know, people just want to look at you driving the, the Ford GT, and it's just one of those cars that's just, it's, it looks different, it looks incredible, and I think uh, any driver is, is sort of jealous that they're not, you know, behind the wheel of this car. So uh, I feel extremely lucky and, uh, you know, thank Chip and Raj and everyone for letting me be a part of it. Hey, good news. If you listen to this show, you probably have a car. If you have a car, you need Geico. You want to save some money? How about hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? You don't have to do anything. Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Put a little extra money in your pocket and... I think it's about the most rewarding thing you can do all day. So go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. It's Geico. I think, uh, uh, well, now, yeah, Bruce, other Bruce, better Bruce. (laughs) We'll just call you better Bruce because it's always confusing with Bruce Meyer and Bruce Kennepa. I go back to the 80s, and we were with Chip when he first got an IndyCar team that he first won races, so... We have a long experience. What hasn't been mentioned here, and Henry and Raj and Chip, all of you, can weigh in on this one. You not only well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll hand you the mic for this one. You, you, not, you not only went back to Lamar 50 years later, but rather than taking two or three or whatever years it took the first time to win, you went back 50 years later and won it the first time. And you won it with a team that had never been to Lamar. And that was a huge risk, obviously, on Ford's part. Obviously, you won DP championships and lots of IndyCar races, but you took a brand-new car that was only tested a few races before went to Le Mans, and those were tough in the very beginning, the first one especially. And you went back, and you won Le Mans right out of the box. New team, new car. It's really incredible when you think of that part of this whole thing. So let me paraphrase. Why are you guys so awesome? (laughs) 
That's a hard hitting question, Bruce. <laughs> you don't you don't mince words. All right. Uh, I think going out on I'm just gonna agree, we are an incredibly uh, positive uh, note is uh, the way to go. I know everyone has questions uh, all night. Uh, Jonathan, I was gonna <laughs> jump to you, but you know, Bruce has my nine thirty five. I don't wanna screw with him. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for uh, coming out here, enjoying the film and being uh, a part of history. Uh, you can get this film at uh, Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y dot com. It's uh, our website. We have uh, many other films, motoring and uh, beyond. And uh, look look soon for the uh, Willie T. Ribs doc uh, coming out that you gearheads are going to enjoy. Until next time, this is Adam Crawler for uh, Matt the Moderator, DeAndra, saying oh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Thanks, guys. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.